0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a finish strong Friday presented by DraftKings. What does that mean? That means we are going to finish the work week, at least your work week strong. I still got Army Air Force tomorrow on television and then the Browns and the Giants on Sunday night on radio. My work week never really ends, I guess, until the season ends. But you know what I mean? We're going to finish the Monday through Friday work week strong. You guys are going to do that as well. We're doing it together for our families, for our lives so we can feel good about all the football watching we do over the weekend. It's also, of course, a winners Friday. I want winners. I want people that want to win. That's us. That's us. We we want winners in life in general. And we want people that want to win some of the contests that we have each and every week we ask and appreciate when you guys do certain things that help us. So we reward you. So if you spread the word via social media, either at Ross Tucker NFL, that's me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or on at Ross Tucker pod, Twitter or Instagram, that's our shows handle. Then you get rewarded like Lynn Cooper. L. I. N. N. Cooper, he liked one of the posts on Instagram at Ross Tucker Pod. It wasn't even one of mine. It wasn't at Ross Tucker NFL. It was at Ross Tucker Pod. He liked it on Instagram. It's that easy. Lynn, hit me up, Ross at rostucker Let me know if you want to sign press pass. I got a lot of awesome ones these days. Or you'd rather have a signed football card or picture. You got it, buddy. Sponsor confirmation email winner, Anthony Combs. He badly wanted one of the Eagles press passes, sent me about a million Amazon orders, and rated and reviewed all the shows. Those both count, Anthony. Love it. Thank you very much for your contribution. And then the YouTube shout out, Amy Grant. This is actually from Monday. Amy commented on one of the YouTube pages when my back was really hurting and just showed her appreciation for us getting the podcast out that morning, 340 local time for Bri, two hours or whatever it was, three hours sleep for me, maybe three and a half and my back killing me. Still not great, by the way. And she showed appreciation with her YouTube comment. And all we ask for the YouTube shout out is just a comment, subscribe and comment on one of the videos, I see them all. So Amy, thank you very much. Uh, just email me, Ross at Ross and let me know who you would like the cameo style shout out for. I've done a bunch this week. A lot of people getting them via cameo for the holidays. So I've done a bunch of them this week and, and I can't wait to do one for free for you. No patron shout outs today. First time in a long time. Hopefully we'll get more people signing up. Maybe it's a little holiday gift to yourself or to a loved one next week. Patreon.com slash RT Media. It's big show time. The big show.
1: Chargers finally win a close one. 30 to 27 over the Raiders in overtime, Ross.
0: Bry, I I could do 30 minutes on that game last night. That was I mean, there was so much to it, so much to it. Big picture, you had Justin Herbert in the absolute zone, but you had Anthony Lynn and his offensive coordinator, Sean Strykin, for whatever reason, calling runs on first and second down in certain situations. You know, one time they got in the red zone and they went wildcat on first down Then on second down, Herbert throws an awesome nine-yard throw on second down. They get third and one and run Kalen Balaj right into the back of the left guard. I mean, it was seriously the only thing for a while that could slow down the L.A. Chargers was the L.A. Chargers' play calling because Justin Herbert was in that much of a zone. And then you had all the shenanigans late in the game where the Chargers are trying to kick a go-ahead field goal, and the holder doesn't line up in the right spot. The long snapper has to stand up and say, you're too close, move back a yard. He moves back a yard, and then when the the snap comes, he doesn't get a clean snap on it. He's a little late putting the hold down, and the money badger misses it. And then even after Chris Harris gets an interception, later on, on that same drive, Chris Harris gets an interception, almost takes it to the house, were it not for the athleticism of Marcus Mariota, and then the Chargers once again basically played for a long field goal attempt and missed it again. I got very close to losing that uh, that wager, Bri, that I put on uh, the Chargers getting three and a half points on the Even Money podcast. I mean, when it went to overtime, if the Raiders had scored a touchdown, I would have lost that, even though there was about a zillion times where the Chargers should have won that game. Unbelievable. Uh, It started with just some other thoughts. Chargers just marched effortlessly for touchdown in the first drive. Herbert was perfect. And then what was notable was Derek Carr hurt his groin. And he hurt it pretty bad. He was trying to run for a touchdown, and it just—you could just see—it went on him as the Raiders settled for a field goal. But after that, Marcus Mariota—he played really well. I'm happy for Marcus Mariota that he played as well as he did. It's interesting because after the game, Justin Herbert talked about how Mariota is basically his idol, his favorite player ever. When he was in middle school and high school, Mariota was the starter for Oregon and Herbert loved them kind of cool to be playing against them. Uh, and then char- charge could not be stopped, but then they ran the ball on first and second down and goal to go. So they had to settle for a field goal. Herbert was surgical on the two minute drill for another touchdown to make it 17, 10 at halftime. I just, the chargers play calling is insane. How about Kalen Balaj? scoring a touchdown in Vegas. Did you see what I called that, Bry?
1: Mm, I'm, I'm thinking no, I didn't see it. I'm trying to guess and I can't, but
0: I said more like Kalen Bellagio when he scores oh. in Vegas. Am I right? Ah, very good. Very good. You get it? I got it. Thank you. you. Get it?
1: Cause the Bellagio what? is a hotel in Las Vegas. Yes! Uh, yes,
0: yes. Good. <laughs> exactly. Uh that was that was one of my first real dad jokes, and I'm I'm very proud of it. Uh Trayvon Mullen, he might have set the record for penalty yards allowed or given up, committed, whatever it is, in the game last night. Unbelievable how many penalty yards Trayvon Mullen had. Really hurt them. I I just couldn't believe Marcus Mariota. I mean, the drive to tie it, Brian, he converted two fourth downs. He might have run for both of them. No, maybe he threw for one of them. Two third downs, overcame a penalty to make it 24-24. Then the Chargers march all the way down. Um, There's a missed hold on Daryl Worley. And I told you all the stuff with the holder and the snapper and the wrong spot and the missed field goal. Then Chris Harris gets that interception when it looks like the Raiders might get the go-ahead score. Nope. Harris intercepts it. Chargers miss another field goal. We go to OT. Raiders move it all the way down the field. They can't score a touchdown. They kick a field goal. And Chargers, thankfully, go all the way down the field Thankfully I say for my sanity and for the even money wager. And Herbert reaches the ball over the plane of the goal line for a touchdown. As I said on um, as I said, I could probably turn that light on. As I said on on Twitter, even when the NFL games are bad these days, they're good. I mean, that game was bad, but it was good. They had this questionable helmet to helmet hit on Herbert, even though Hunter Renfro got, you know, his head decapitated earlier in the game. It was just – it was kind of a shy show, Bri, but ultimately Chargers get their second close win in a row. And the Raiders are kind of done, man. Raiders are kind of done as a as a playoff team. They're the, – you can pretty much turn the lights out on them. What a shame. One in four the last five games, and the only game they won – was the Greg Williams game that they really shouldn't have won anyway. So uh, they showed some fight last night, but showing fight is not enough. Speaking of showing fight, you ever want to learn how to, like, fight a little bit? Just kind of know how to punch. Well, if you've ever done boxing, boxing, or thought about learning how, but you're too busy or you just can't access a good boxing gym, you definitely need to check out Fight Camp. I'm telling you, there is no, I'm in a hotel at West Point, New York. There there's nowhere to work out outside. There's nowhere to the gym is closed. Whatever I do, I got to do in my room, which is why kickboxing is awesome because it's total body. It's a total body workout fight camp offers flexible financing for as low as 0% APR and $0 down. Right now is a limited time holiday offer. Get free shipping and a gift valued up to $109 with every Fight Camp package. Just go to joinfightcamp.com/tucker. That's right, get free shipping and a gift valued up to $109 with your purchase. Bring an authentic boxing and kickboxing gym into your home with Fight Camp. To get your free gift, just go to joinfightcamp.com slash Tucker. joinfightcamp.com slash Tucker. Want to know which team is going to win every
1: single game on Sunday? Then listen up. But before we get to the Sunday games, we've got two on Saturday, and we'll start with the Buffalo Bills at the Denver Broncos.
0: Very curious about this game, Brian. You know, I've said a couple times this year that I've been impressed by the maturity of the Buffalo Bills that even when you think that they are maybe poised for a letdown, they have been able to take care of business. They've been able to get it done. This is another spot, right? It's a short week, coming off back-to-back primetime wins against the Steelers and the Niners. The Broncos are playing pretty well. I think the Bills gut it out, but I do think Vic Fangio has a pretty good plan for the Bills, even though the Broncos have a lot of injuries in the secondary. I think this ends up being a pretty pretty good game. I'm going to say 24-20, the Bills get it done. Takes
1: the Carolina Panthers at the Green Bay Packers.
0: So I, I don't, I don't think Carolina's up for this one, man. Uh, it doesn't sound like McCaffrey is going to play. You know, it's at Green Bay on a Saturday night. I, I think the Packers win by like ten. You know, they have had some lapses against certain teams, but. Just seems like Aaron Rodgers is in the zone. It's a standalone game. And so I'm I'm gonna take Green Bay. I, I did not like anything really I saw from Carolina in that game against Denver. So I'll say Green Bay wins this one. Carolina can't score, uh can't stop anyone. I'll let them score a little bit. I'm gonna say thirty one twenty Green Bay. States.
1: Now on to Sunday. San Francisco 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Boy, I've gone back and forth on this one. Um, you know, I, I think the Niners are the better team. I know they've had some issues. You know, both these teams, I think Steve pointed this out on the Even Money podcast, both these teams had some fluky turnover luck last week you know it benefited the Cowboys and it hurt the Niners that's not predictive of what might happen in this game and I don't know I just feel like Kyle Shanahan is light years ahead of Mike McCarthy and will have his guys ready to play so I'll say the Niners get it done I think the Niners I just have more faith in them than Dallas at this point but this is truly a toss-up game to me, I'll say Niners – I'll go Niners 27, Dallas 24. Tuck takes Seattle
1: Seahawks and <clears> – <throat> excuse me, I'm getting all choked up here. Seattle Seahawks and the Washington football team.
0: Well, so we're recording this Friday morning at 7.32 a.m. Eastern time, 6.32 a.m. Brian time. Brian's a rock star, and I like Seattle. It does not sound like Alex Smith's going to play. I I think they keep kind of acting like he's going to play, but I don't think he is. I think they're going to try to make sure he's healthy for their last two games. I don't think they want to push it on this calf. He hasn't got any reps this week. I think it'll be Dwayne Haskins that plays, and I don't give a Dwayne Haskins team – any chance against Seattle. So that's just me kind of reading the tea leaves a little bit. I'll say Seattle 23, Washington 13. Doug takes
1: The Chicago bears at the Minnesota Vikings,
0: the Minnesota Vikings, man, much like Seattle at uh, Niners, Cowboys. I've gone back and forth on this one a lot. I I can easily see the bears winning this game. Just like I can easily see the Cowboys winning that game. Bears are playing better right now. Trubisky's playing better right now, but the Vikings I thought were right there with the bucks. You know, if Dan Bailey doesn't miss all those kicks, although of course he could very easily miss a bunch of kicks again against the bears. You never know. Um, I'll I'll think that Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, I'm going to show more faith in them late in what I think is a close game than Trubisky. It just seems like the Bears don't step up to the challenge in in close scoring games late, whereas the Vikings do. So I'm going to say this one is uh, 23-20, maybe a little bit higher scoring than that. Something like twenty three twenty Vikings. takes
1: The New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins.
0: This might be the most intriguing one o'clock game. I mean, if if Alex Smith doesn't play, I'm not sure there's a one o'clock game that I'm more interested in than this one. There probably isn't. I mean, this is this is the one. And right now, the thing to keep an eye on here is just all of the injuries for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, their running backs have been decimated. Their wide receivers have been decimated. You don't, you really don't know who they're going to have out there. It sounds like the Patriots might have Edelman out there. This is a true, true toss-up game. It's a rookie quarterback against Belichick. I kind of think the Patriots win. I, I kind of think the Patriots win this one just because of how many guys. I don't even think Gesicki will play for the Dolphins. I don't even know who is playing for the Dolphins. The running backs, receivers, and Gesicki are all banged up. I got to go Patriots. They've had extra time to prepare. They got to bounce back from that embarrassment against the L.A. Rams. Patriots 20 Dolphin seventeen and the Patriots technically are an underdog. right? crosses underdog hundred, of hundred, the hundred, week. Hundred, hundred, the dogs out? Ducks takes.
1: Jacksonville, Jags set the Baltimore
0: Ravens. So I think the Ravens are a pretty good survivor pick, but. Something tells me this game is gonna be it's gonna be close. The Ravens, it's like their third straight short week. They're coming off that thriller in Manila or Thrilla in Cleveland Monday night. And now they're playing a one o'clock game against the Jaguars. It just doesn't seem like a game that they would be operating at all cylinders on. Meanwhile, I think Gardner Minshew and the boys. I think Minchu's going to be fired up. He's trying to salvage his career here. So I, I think it's a close game, actually. I think it's a good game. Ravens ultimately win, but I think it's like 27 20, 27 23. Maybe I think the Jags give him a game. Tux takes.
1: Tom Brady and the Bucks at Matt Ryan and the Falcons.
0: You really don't know what to expect from either one of these teams these days. you know. Just when you feel like the uh, Falcons have been consistent, they're not. They lose to the Chargers. And the Bucs, I don't know. I guess I was expecting them to look a little bit better, a little bit more out of that bye week against the Vikings. They won the game, but I wasn't overwhelmed. I think that these teams, by the way, played two out of these last three games. I think the Bucs win – but I'm not sure it's pretty. Um, I think it's probably somewhat similar to the score they had against the Vikings. I'll say 23 20. The bucks win this one. Detroit
1: lions, Tennessee Titans.
0: Well, I don't think Matthew Stafford's going to play. In fact, I don't think any of these injured quarterbacks are really going to play. So um, because of that, I certainly like the Titans. Titans would be a heck of a survivor pick. I would be very surprised if Chase Daniel can lead the Lions to a win over the Titans who know what they're fighting for, know what they're playing for. I'll say uh, Tennessee, man, 27-17 Titans. Lock them up, Brian. Your survivor slash knockout
1: slash whatever you call it pick of the week. Ducks takes. Next game, it's the Houston Texans
0: and the Indianapolis Colts. So Deshaun Watson uh, clearly always gives you a chance in every game, but they've just lost too many guys. I mean, I, I feel like th- they just don't have enough around him for me to believe they can beat the Colts in this spot. Colts are like the Titans. They've got their eye on the prize. They know what's ahead of them. I can't imagine that they would let their guard down and lose this kind of game. Their offense is playing much better right now. And I think they do it again. I think it's 27-17. I think the Colts put up a decent amount of points and win by double digits against the Texans.
1: Ducks takes uh, Your Philadelphia Eagles at the Arizona Cardinals.
0: So I'm looking forward to this one. Cardinals looked a lot better uh, when they played, certainly, last game against the Giants. The Eagles looked light years better than they had been looking with Jalen Hurts under center. I got to go Cardinals here, and there's two main reasons, Bri. Number one, I do think the Cardinals will have a better plan and execute it better than the Saints did for Jalen Hurts now that they've seen the Eagles best stuff, if you will. They've seen what the Eagles want to – how they want to utilize Hurts. So I don't think Hurts will be as effective. And then the Eagles secondary has just lost so many guys that I got to think that Arizona will be able to take advantage of that. I mean, they've got guys playing that shouldn't be playing. So I like Arizona in that game. I think it ends up being 24-17 cards.
1: The New York Jets at the Los Angeles Rams.
0: Well, if you haven't used the Rams yet, this is obviously the far and away best survivor pick of the week. They're not losing this game to the Jets. In fact, I'd be surprised if they don't hammer the Jets. You know, I thought the Jets were putting up a fight, and then they played Seattle, and that was pathetic. They clearly are not. The Rams are a machine. Rams are very good, except for those two games against the Niners and that fluky game against the Dolphins. This is a legit Rams team. Man, you can almost name a number in this one. How about 34-10 Rams? Lock them up.
1: Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it, pick of the week. Tux takes. Kansas City Chiefs and the New Orleans Saints.
0: Game of the day. Uh, Game of the day. Does not look like Drew Brees is going to play, which I think makes it very difficult. As good as the Saints defense has been, the Chiefs are going to score mid-20s at least. And I'm not convinced that Taysom Hill will be able to keep up in this game. I just don't think he's... I don't think he's going to be able to score that many points. And I think Taysom Hill's been fine. I actually thought Taysom Hill did a lot of good things in the second half of that game against the Eagles. I just don't think he'll be able to match the Chiefs score for score in this one. It feels like in these showcase games, the Chiefs really show out, as you would say, 27-20, Chiefs get this victory. Tuck takes.
1: Sunday Night Football, the Cleveland Browns, and the
0: New York Giants. And this, Bri, is our our featured DraftKings game of the day, and there's a number of reasons why that is. Number one, I'll be there. I will be at MetLife calling the game for Westwood One. I do not think Daniel Jones is going to play. He's got both a hamstring injury and an ankle injury, although I think I said last week I didn't think he'd play, and he did, but he shouldn't have. It was a bad decision by Joe judge and it went a long way towards costing the giants, the game. I don't think he'll make that same mistake twice. I don't think he'll put Daniel Jones out there with a bulky hamstring and a sprained ankle. I just don't think he'll do it. I think he's going to try to give him another week to get ready for those last two games. Uh, I should mention by the way, the Browns are now favored by six points and I think part of that is the Daniel Jones injury news. Part of that is Jason Garrett is placed on the COVID-19 list. So he will be out for this game on Sunday night, which means there's even more drama, Bri. It's Freddie Kitchens' revenge game. Freddie Kitchens will be the the man, um, if you can say that about Freddie Kitchens. He'll be calling the plays. For the Giants, so Freddie Kitchens' revenge game against the Browns. And the big news, I think, and why the line moved as well, Bri, is James Bradbury, who's had a terrific season, just outstanding for the Cleveland Browns. He has uh, – I'm sorry, for the Giants. he is He's on the COVID list, and that's a big loss. You know, he's by far their best player at corner. He's had an awesome year. You're going against a red-hot – Baker Mayfield and that Browns offense. That's just tough. Really tough. So there's a lot going on in this game between me there and all the injuries and the COVID list and whatever. The total for the game is 44 points. I believe the Giants will try to stop the run, you know, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think Baker Mayfield ends up having a pretty darn game. A pretty darn good game in this one. I'll take the Browns. Yeah, I just don't think the Giants are going to score very much either with Colt McCoy. I think the Browns win this one 24 13, 24 17, something like that. I think the Browns absolutely get it done. And it's just it's good timing for them, fortuitous timing, and bad timing for the Giants with some of their issues. Tux Takes.
1: Final game of the week, Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Yeah, I I might have said this on the Even Money podcast or elsewhere. I I think the Steelers are going to destroy the Bengals. I don't think Brandon Allen is going to play. So it sounds like Ryan Finley will play. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he is going to score very many points at all. I think the Steelers are tired of people telling them how bad they are and how much they've stunk the last couple games and those two losses. They finally have a regular week. They finally can get ready. They're playing a bad opponent. I think they're going to take it out on the Bengals. I think it's going to be ugly on Monday night. And I think people are going to be calling for Zach Taylor to be fired after this game. I'm going to say 31-3 Steelers. And you can let the doggies out, pry. This is probably your best survivor pick, Uh, this and the Rams, because the Steelers are going to murder the Bengals on Monday night.
1: you say let the dogs out?
0: Is that what I said? Yeah. No.
1: I don't think we'll do that. Logging up.
0: Your survivor slash knockout
1: slash whatever you call it, pick of the week.
0: That'll do it, by the way, for a Finish Strong Friday, Picks Friday, Winners Friday edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Please, 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 anything you guys can do to help spread the word via social media or take advantage of our awesome sponsors, there's a bunch of them on the sponsor page at rostucker.com, or comment on our YouTube page, or become a patron, any of those things help us out a lot. We love our I Think We're Done Here member patrons. Patreon.com slash RT Media. That's Pizza Boy Brewing. DynastyFreaks.com. steakhouse SteakhouseSports.com. Vision Comics with an X. You guys rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or wherever is awesome as well. Hopefully, you guys, if you haven't yet, checked out some of the other shows this week. I think we're done here. Have a great weekend, everybody.